0: This is Tarot for the Wild Soul, a weekly tarot podcast about life, death, and rebirth, hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. Hi, loves. So welcome back to our weekly medicine mini-sode of the Tarot for the Wild Soul podcast, where each week I go over uh, a little intuitive and energetic download for the week ahead and talk about two cards that can really help us stay in our center and navigate these, um, the weekly energies. And it is truly a pleasure and a privilege to be gathered with all of you in this virtual space and hoping that wherever you happen to be, wherever you happen to find yourself, that this is finding you safe and healthy and well. Um, and I apologize for my voice. I know it's not, um, all that pleasant to listen to. I do have allergies that are pretty major right now, <clears throat> so I'm going to try not to do too much of that on the episode today, but I know that um, my my tone of voice is a little bit more, uh, it's not how it usually sounds, so my apologies for that. Thanks for bearing with me, and thanks for hanging in there with me in spite of my um, raspier voice, I suppose, today. So... We have a very big week ahead of us. I'm not gonna lie, it's intense. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's gonna be hard or horrible, although it, it given the state of the world, um it it will definitely affect all of us differently. <laughs> um this week begins really uh by the time we get this tomorrow, our collective week will start on Tuesday which is our new moon in Aries, which is conjunct Chiron and black moon Lilith and is squaring the nodes. So that's, um, we like to call that no fucking joke, really. Um, it's a major week and it's been, we've been floating in and out of these Aries Pisces energies floating in and out of this death, rebirth, death, rebirth. This Pisces is really the death energy of the Zodiac it closes the Zodiac. It ends our spiral, right? And our, our yearly cycle in in a particular zodiacal wheel. And Aries is the birth, the herald of spring, the beginning of new life, new times. And we've been floating back and forth in a couple different ways. You know, we were in Pisces season and then we were in Aries season starting on about um, March, the, the evening of March 19th. We've been traveling through that energy for the last few days. We've had our sun in Aries, but our moon in Pisces. And I know that I've really been feeling that. So it was sort of like a few days of really feeling like, uh, things were, were really fresh and different. And then we all sort of slid back into this Piscean, um, you know, dark water as it were. Um, we were in the moon card all last week as our pull for the week and we are in the moon card again i pulled it a second time which i don't know has if it has ever happened in any um when i did pulls for instagram when i did pulls for the numinous for years i i don't think i ever got other than very few times the same card twice for for two weeks um, and we were we're, we're staring down <laughs> the road of a second week in moon energy, which is also ruled by Pisces. So there's quite a bit here, uh, in all different kinds of realms of what it is to be in the deep waters of Pisces and the big feelings and the big unknowns, and in the huge collective response and the personal tending that Aries brings us into. Like how can I serve? That's hugely Aries. You know, how can I step up? How can I offer my medicine? What are people needing? You know, how can I take up sacred space without necessarily crowding anyone out? These are all huge Aries themes. So we're really in that swirl more intensely this week than we even were last week, believe it or not, because now denial is beginning to scatter and reality is starting to set in. And if you're like me, um, most likely, even if you were fully aware and fully entrenched in the realities of COVID-19 or um, the impact on you and your family, um, there's more collective terror now that we can feel. There's more anxiety. There's um, much more fear that, that is happening in the collective because um, more people are beginning to understand and wake up and and that's a it is a good thing anytime we can come to reality no matter how dreadful it might be it is always better than being in denial always um and i think that it's kind of interesting because um libra is the ruling planet or i'm so sorry the ruling sign of the justice card and Aries and Libra are, are, um, opposite signs in astrology. And I find it very interesting with this new moon that there's sort of this understanding that's this collective awakening that's happening right now that actually is quite justice to me. Um, and the potential of it is really powerful with regard to the imprint of justice, because in the way that I teach the justice card, It has really shown me again and again that um, the justice card actually has absolutely nothing to do with a sense of fairness or balance, or like when we pull it, we're going to get justice, or things are going to be fair, they're going to rebalance. It's a reminder that we have free will. And if we are to be truly awake and available for the Whole, holistic, the inclusive, the all-encompassing realignment of balance and fairness and justice for all, the first thing we must do is accept what is. If we are in a space of this shouldn't be happening, this can't be happening, it might be over soon, I can't believe this is happening, um, regardless of the circumstance, we're we're, we're not actually showing up ready to help because we still have work to do. And that's why Libra needs that Ariesness of being able to say, okay, let me go back to my center, back to my root with the number four, back to my inner emperor. And let me really look at this. Let me call in the tower, which also has Aries roots and say, Hey, can you help me? clear destroy the structure that was never really on a platform of truth to begin with. We actually need the Aries cards to help us get to a space of really solidarity, um, like really huge solidarity and huge action with our justice work. And, and I think that there's a really nice, um, There's kind of a really beautiful feeding from one into another, which can be quite useful to meditate on this week. Um, As I mentioned, this is a new moon in Aries, so this is a fresh start in the sign of Aries, um, but really intense, (laughs) basically like Aries, but make it even more intense than usual. (laughs) It's really intense. This is not necessarily the moon that everyone will be called to be doing like a lot of work around because the aspects of it are pretty intense. It's conjunct Chiron, it's conjunct Black Moon Lilith. So Chiron is where we have the point of our deepest wounding. It's really the place that we all serve from. It's really the place that we do the most work in in our lives. It's the place where the font of some of our deepest healing can come out of. And it's like no fucking joke with regard to how intense it can be, how strongly it can invite us, invite us into fear. So knowing that this, um, it's basically like we have a new moon in emperor and tower. We have a new start in self-sovereignty, rebirthing unto self, bringing our gifts finally out into the world, showing up as we are, being a force for highest good on the planet, which you know includes stepping out of our comfort zone and going to be of service when we don't necessarily want to be and staying home when we don't necessarily want to be. Like that can be in completely different ways. Um, it can be stepping up into service in some way during this time that we've maybe not had the ability or the time or the clarity to even think about. And Tower really with regard to this moon says, if we want things to go back the way they were, it's not going to happen. We're now going into a new time, even if in a couple of months, we all wind up going like right back to the way things were, they're never going to be the same. It'll always be different. And ideally, um, it will be a different that over time can provide far more equity far more fairness far more this may have the ability to shift the way um, for so many folks, voting is just harm reduction, of course, but um, it might shift the ability, uh, you know, the way that we make decisions as, as a community, as a country, the way people vote, the way people give from each other, the way we may not necessarily rely on um, larger governmental forces and might start going more into, you know, again, our communities directly and helping one another rather than waiting for another person to do it. So there's a lot of clearing of these structures and, and, and shifting of the overall tone of the earth. Like this is a very, very big thing. We're, we're in an emperor year. This is a shift to this energy overall. You know, I've been saying for the last year, and you can go back to any monthly medicine episode from 2019. You can go back to the threshold, like, Um, And I'm one real small peanut with regard to how this goes, like the planet we have known for a long time that shit was really going to shift in 2020. And I'm not the only person who was saying that I'm not the only person who heard that, Um, regardless of whether or not I heard it, we're going into a different evolution of self. And this new moon in Aries is a very big deal, because not only is it, creating and activating our inner emperors, our inner towers, helping to bring about kind of a crumbling of those structures, but it's shining a huge light on where we have the most healing to do. And it's shining a huge light on our witch wounding, which is a big part of Black Moon Lilith. And Black Moon Lilith is actually um, not even a planet, but a void space um, with regard to where that void space happened to be between, um, two planets at the time of our birth, um, depending on where we have Black Moon Lilith, but it's all to say that Black Moon Lilith, many people speak of this as the feminine, as the kind of Magdalene versus Mother Mary thing. It's, it's, And I think that, yes, it encompasses that, but it goes deeper that we, all of us have witch wounds, all of us. It doesn't matter who we are, what we do, (laughs) like, you know, we can be so divorced from that. We all have that, no matter how we incarnated into this life. We all have kind of witch wounding and we all have enormous ability wherever we have black moon Lilith, there's a gift there that's ready to be reclaimed. And there's a very big shining of a light in that area as well. And square the nodes, that's also huge, obviously. So, um, it's a very big week. There's going to be a lot of activation this week, a lot of uncovering, a lot of, um, a lot of, of coming to light and a lot of what might feel like it's getting worse before it gets better. And fortunately, or unfortunately, depending on how you receive this, largely, a lot of us are still going to feel like we're very much in the unknown. Because the moon card, again, is our card for this week, for the second week in a row. And, you know, it's not even really a bummer. It's just, again, sort of what the reality is right now. Like we are in moon card times. We don't know what's going on. A lot of us don't feel a sense of clarity. It's a very scary. It's very murky. It's very fuzzy. We're doing the best we can. There are huge emotions, huge invitations to, um, self-sabotage, to binge out, to, um, be completely over consumptive with news and just terrify ourselves to kind of bury ourselves um, and really dissociate. And really all of them, like I, I bow to all those choices. Those are all really valid ways of healing actually, and, and of avoiding the extreme discomfort of these times. Um, But what the moon card really teaches us is that again, as we talked about last week, we're still at a place of empowered choice. You still have a choice. You don't have to be forced into the choice. And you can still choose to surrender to these times rather than trying to frantically figure out how to get out of them or ignore them or deny them. And that's a really big deal. And it's not to say that it's so easy but it really is, uh, quite literally the only option other than kind of an evolve or die scenario, let go or be dragged. We real. it's really nice to let go. The dragging is so much harder. So the moon card really does remind us that, yes, we are in a time of huge void, huge unknown where we don't know when things will be different. We don't know when things will start to evolve forward. We don't, we don't know. We're still in this time when Really, the most important thing is to tend when really the most important thing is to make as much space as we can for our feelings, for our emotions, for how scary this is, for how much we might hate it. We can make space for our huge privilege if we happen to be operating in a space with huge privilege right now, and we can make space for how uncomfortable and how unpleasant and how unwanted this time is. And if we are putting our bodies on the line, we can make space for um, all that comes up with that. And if we are uh, sick, healing, we can make space for all that comes up with that. Um, If we are in quarantine, if we're sheltering in place, if we're social distancing right now, as if you have the privilege you should be, Um, if you don't have to go out, there's no need to. Um, If there is a way for us to be doing that, Um, Can we make space for all of the feelings? And can we hold those things? Can we reach out to those who have the space to hold us in them? You know, that's all moon. Because it's very easy, again, to make a lot of decisions in moon energy. It's really easy to flip out. It's really easy to get angry. It's very easy to pick fights. It's really easy to kind of make very impulsive decisions born of fear and discomfort. We're getting used to as a collective right now, feeling into what it is to be an evolutionary discomfort as a whole. We've really never done this before together as a planet. Um, some of us are very familiar with this feeling <laughs> um, of like being in extreme evolutionary discomfort on a on a one on one level on an individual level. Collectively, it's very powerful because if there's anything this virus has taught us, it's that um, a uh, you know it's certainly calling us into like attention with 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 our grief, with our collective grief. That that's certainly true. And two is we are far more interconnected than we've given ourselves credit for. So what does that mean? You know, what What can we do about that? I think that because Moon Card is our um, card again for this week in the midst of so much astrological enormity, it's very important to make space for rest. It's very important. I know not everybody can do that. There are people out there busting their fucking balls as healthcare workers. There are parents out there trying to work their jobs. They got their kids at home. For me to say that is, is, um, borderline, maybe even irresponsible. And yet it's what I'm being told to say, where can you find even a moment, a moment of being able to just take a breath? Sometimes it just starts there. If you have a lot more time, Um, how can you kind of maximize that time, maximize that capacity? Um, how can you be of service without, you know, while still saying as safe as you can, there's just all things to think about, but really we're coming back to this idea. Once again, this is a huge collective invitation, empowered choice. We are still at a time when choice is very important, how we use our time, how we say yes or no to fear. And the card that is coming up, as sort of the holder of the moon, um, where we had two of cups last week, we now have four of cups. So we're still in the realm of the, of water. And I really want to emphasize something that, um, and then I'll get into four of cups is that there's a lot of people right now, and I'm not in any way judging any of it. I'm not, I'm really not who are really speaking about this virus as if they understand the why of it, the medicine of it. And there may be some people who do. And uh, again, that's why I'm saying I'm not judging it. And I've spoken to this somewhat, but the whole point is that we don't know. And that has always been true. We don't know what's going to happen in this life. The future has never been fixed and it's still not And we can be profound, profound intuitives and psychics and have a heads up about some things and have no heads up about other things. And we can be profoundly gifted seers and be able to perceive into time and really not have any clarity at all personally about why. Because we don't always know the why in life, period. The why is not something that is even offered to us, you know, sometimes. So we're learning about this still together in real time. And the way that we learn is not to reach outside of ourselves for news sources or media because it is not in any way it can teach us how to stay safe but it's not necessarily teaching us what this is being what this is inviting us to pay attention to globally literally taking us by the face and saying hey you're home now so how can you know literally or you're out now or you're in this position now you know where do we find ourselves and how can we how can we be in the not knowing of it while still staying in our center because we don't know and that's ultimately why moon card is here because it's saying you're still in the dark it's still like how we respond in the dark makes the difference not having to get to the point where we're told or we're forced to take um integral action is really powerful here so that's sort of across the board you know how do we how do we respond in moments where we don't know what the fuck is going on even i learning i'm sitting at the feet of this virus i'm paying attention i want it to tell me i i don't know like other than again the huge attention to lungs and heart and grief the huge need to reevaluate the broken systems that we've been working with forever with regard to capitalism and healthcare, colonialism, like uh, wealth d- inequities. Like, I could go on and on. None of it's been right, none of it's been in alignment. There's a huge undoing happening there. And yet, it's mostly affecting the people who have absolutely no part in those structures that um, are trying to make their lives better in spite of those structures so there's an enormous amount of questions and of and of um grief and of tragedy around this and to say that you know we understand the medicine of it quite yet is um i don't know i don't know about that <laughs> but um i do think that we can ask you know how can we tend to ourselves and our communities in the midst of this and that that's a far more ethical and integral and useful way to think about these times and i really do think that that's part of the reason why moon card has come up two times in the last two weeks and with regard to the invitation how we work with moon card energy this week last week again we had two of cups now we have four of cups be real mindful of the invitations you're given four of cups is not it is not a card that means you're missing out on an invitation. Take that invitation. It's actually saying you are so full from what you've had to drink in your past three cups that that fourth cup is one of deep and empowered choice, just like the moon. You don't need to take it, and if you choose not to, it will come back around again. It absolutely will come back around again. So this has to do with everything from a real mac- macrocosmic view, like, um, you know, and I, again, I'm not purporting to know any answers about anything and everyone's experience is completely holistically individualistically. Com- it, it couldn't be more different. One person's experience of this, uh, collective time, um, from another. But, um, what I do think is that this can have to do with, is there an invitation in my community to be terrified, to kind of be in the terror and the fear? Um, and is that serving me right now? You know, is that serving me? Um, is there an invitation to, um, dip back into some really, really potently destructive habits that I absolutely know don't serve me. I've definitely been confronted with that myself since, um, being in, um, you know, again, I I have a pretty compromised immune system. And so I've had the immense privilege and ability due to that to be inside now for, I think today is day 12. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, (sighs) God, it's felt like 10 years, two days. I don't even know. Um, you know, again, it, it's, it's not something that I, even though it is a privilege, it's not really something I feel like I have much of a choice because of chronic illness. But, um, I, I do think that, uh, habits, patterns, behaviors, they're, they're coming up now as a result of this moon, that it's very easy to project and have echoes of the past. And, um, Are we leaving enough room for digestion of what's coming up? That's what Four of Cups tells us to do. And it also tells us you need to read the news every two seconds. You don't, you'll find out what you need to know. You don't need to connect just because you're lonely with someone who makes you feel like a jerk. You don't need to, you don't need it. You don't need more. What's here is often enough. And where there is a need can that be prioritized so that when we step out into that need, It's really coming from a heart-centered place. Both of these cards are strong, strong, strong choices around choice. Choices. (laughs) Strong cards, rather, around choices. This is a big week for that. This is not a week for like Oh my God! Some horrible, random, destined thing is going to happen. This is a this is a week that is very much centered, regardless of whether or not, um, the pandemic is personally affecting you or your loved ones right now. Um, this is, it, within any kind of sphere, a microcosm of the sphere, a macrocosm of it. It could be directly related. It could not be. Um, this is absolutely a week. What are the choices that you're making? are they honorable choices? Are they choices that serve the entire collective? Are they choices that you would make on behalf of everyone that you're sharing the planet with? Are they choices that um, you're absolutely hearing a yes to make? Are you checking in about those choices? Are you leaving enough room, little as that room might be, to digest what you've been moving through? You know, is there enough room for that? So that's really what we're looking at this week you know, we don't always have to take the fourth cup. And in fact, in my experience, it's wiser not to. So this week, thinking about that, what's that fourth cup? What are you already full up on? Like, where is that fourth cup? And it's, you know, it's a pretty powerful parallel to think about in terms of the way folks are stocking up and hoarding food and supplies right now. It's like, it's very easy for the mind to think like, if I don't grab this cup, this fourth cup, I'm never going to get it back. The soul, this is why we do soul tarot. So that way we can reflect on what the brain says and then go into the soul centeredness of it. And yeah, that's the brain's narrative. Like grab it, grab it for me, grab it before anybody else can grab it. Then the soul says, if I check in, and if I really identify, and if I really take the time to digest and experience, and actually, really take an inventory of what I do have, then way that way I really know. Yeah, I actually am someone who needs to lean in and get this, um, or I actually am so full that in this area that I'm gonna leave it for the people who need it. Even in that way, four of cups is here as an ally. So even. From a place of complete inward soul work or a place where like it's so external that it has to do with like your supplies on the shelves of Costco. Really, this has so much to do with the way that we check in around our choices, the way we make empowered choices. We're very much at a time right now, and I'm just speaking about energetically, we're at a time where like we could tip one way or the other. And part of the tipping, it being more graceful and more easeful does have to do with us staying in alignment with our choices. So it's really important to be centered in that space this week and really forever, but we're really getting an opportunity to know how powerful our choices are. So I am loving on everybody through this. I'm bowing to everybody moving through this. I hope this is useful. Thank you for listening. I am going to be coming at you with a really special episode on Friday about anchor cards, essentially for COVID nineteen, like anchor cards for this specific time and specific cards that we can work with. I think to really allow for a spaciousness and a and a recentering into what we're um, with regard to what we're experiencing right now as a collective and on an individual level. So different, obviously. Um, loving on all of you. Thank you for being here, and I'll catch you Friday. Until then, please take care of yourselves. Thank you so much for listening to Tarot for the Wild Soul. This podcast was edited by Chase Voorhees. The podcast art is by Chelsea Iris Granger, and it is hosted by me, Lindsay Mack. For more about the podcast, visit WildSoulPodcast.com or follow us on Instagram at Tarot for the Wild Soul. For more about me and my work, please visit LindsayMack.com. To support Tarot for the Wild Soul, please consider subscribing to the podcast on iTunes and leaving us a five star review. It helps people find us and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for being here.